55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. That's how to start it off. Right there. What's up? Rolling along with you here on what is uh, feeling like a free-for-all Friday. I like it. I like it here at the end of the week. I'm just a little bit happy-go-lucky today because I'm going fishing tomorrow. Follow me on social media for updates. And, Roger, I'll give you a full report on Monday if you're interested. What kind of fishing are you doing? Catfishing? I'll be catching some big old bass, big old largemouth bass. Those are tricky. Nah. Nah, they ain't all that tricky. Use live bait or you got a lure? It will be, yeah, I mean, it'll be artificial stuff. Um, It'll be um, one of these I'll be out walking the bank. I will not be in a boat. It's not accessible by boat. Uh, I used to take a kayak fishing to this place i go out you know take the kayak out there but i sold the kayak it's time to get another one <laughs> that don't make any sense does it now why'd you sell the yeah well one? i just wanted the money <laughs> for something else <laughs> you know it's a toy and like i probably sold it and used the money to buy some other toy or you know a new lawnmower or something like that and now it's time to go get another kayak use it for a season sell it <laughs> it makes no sense but hey Does it have to make sense? Anyway, I am so tickled. And, buddy, I hope it continues to rain. Fish bite in the rain. Tell the truth. You know they do. All right, I'm here. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Love for you to come on in, have a seat, pull up a chair, have a seat at the table, and join the conversation. It's that simple. On the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Here's the number, 601-995-1059, 601-995-1059. Give me a shout. You may also choose to text the show. That's easy enough. I enjoy reading your texts at 885-ESPN, also a 601-885-ESPN or 885-3776. Text away. You can hit me up on Twitter always around the clock, any time of day or night, at Radio Wyatt. That's me on Twitter, so thanks for your tweets and your comments that way. Here we go. Housekeeping here on the text line. Got some that came in. I want to get to those. First up, uh, it's an unnamed texture from Kosciuszko. That is not a Native American name. We've learned that on this show. What is it, Polish? I think you're right. That's general, right. Was mm-hmm. it the Revolutionary War? Yep. Yep. There was a general. His name was Kosciuszko. Polish descent. Okay. Uh, here's the text. 
had a conversation with my 12-year-old daughter yesterday about what college she was going to attend. Remember, we are big Ole Miss fans. And she said that she was uh, going to go to State or Alabama because Ole Miss was too liberal for her. <laughs> and then he said, wow, these youngsters are smart. How about that? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, how about, you know, a 12-year-old. They kind of knock you back a little bit because as a parent, I, you know, my daughter's seven. That's a ways away from 12, but I'm, I'm starting to get this feeling. I, I'm starting to understand the whole time flies thing. I mean, it's like we went to bed with a three-year-old. We woke up, she's seven. It's going that fast. So 12 is going to be here quick. Last night when we were talking and about her birthday coming up and the fact that she's going to be eight, it just floored me. It floored me. Because in my mind as a parent, I still picture her as this little toddler, you know, that she's my baby. But she's almost like she's less than a foot from being as tall as her mom. And she's about to be eight. <laughs> so even as a 12-year-old, you have a 12-year-old, you still as a parent. Old block. <laughs> oh, man, she's going to be tall, Roger. And she's good at everything she does. And she's smarter than me. She asks questions that I don't know how to answer. Won't be, won't be long. She'll be playing for Coach Schaefer. Yeah. Her mom got a great ki- big kick out of this. Uh, last night her mom had to go to uh, a work well, not work, but kind of a you know a business dinner. And so uh, Mary Lydia and I were home together. Again, she's seven. And we were listening to this song and we got up and we were goofing around, kind of dancing in the living room. And so she wanted to choreograph something for us to do a dance she wanted to choreograph a dance wanted me to be a part of it and she did the whole thing she wrote it out taught it to me and everything we performed it for my wife when she got home <laughs> and my wife got a my wife got a great big kick out of that she's so much you fun. watch dances with the stars or no but I, we don't but she's into it you know she she takes all kind of different classes and dances one of those uh anyway so, so she'll be 12 soon and i know that you as a parent of a 12 year old you still picture her as your little girl, and she's talking to you about what's liberal and what's not. It's it's uh, wow. It's it's got to be a you know a punch in the face as a parent. You know, you just kind of learn how fast they're growing up, or how fast they all do grow up. All she right, may, she may be spending a little too much time at Grandpa's house <laughs> watching Fox News. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Can we can we watch something else? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I don't watch any of them, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch any of it. Don't want it. I'm sick of it, all of it. I take the approach that I just don't need it. I can I can get the news I need for the most part on social media. If I'm interested in something, I'll go read it somewhere. I turn my nose up at all of it. I'm smart enough to make up my own mind on things. I don't need influence one way or the other. That's the way I look at it. Well, Matt, aren't you interested in current events? Sure I am. Get plenty of it on social media. Therefore, I can decide whether I click it or not. And what I'm not going to do is just sit there and mindlessly stare at the TV while either one of them is blabbing one agenda or the other at me. Not going not gonna to have it. N- not me, anyway. People can make their own choices and, and do what they want to do. All right. Um, Scott texted in and said that he works downtown and about the parking thing. He said the worst thing is if somebody parallel parking, they pull in the front first, and he just shakes his head. It's going to be a long day. And on the same people that take up two parking spaces on purpose, for whatever reason they do that, Bulldog Blitz said those are the same people that drive 10 miles an hour under the limit in the passing lane on the interstate and refuse to get over. Isn't that illegal in some states, Roger? <laughs> 
while texting. Uh, yeah, in Mississippi, you're, the slower traffic keeps to the right. Yeah, that, that's right. So in this state, it's illegal? Yeah, I believe so. I think that went into effect this past summer. I may be wrong about the time, but I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Also, you you got to give the uh, police a whole lane over there. If they've got somebody pulled over, you uh-huh. got to get in the passing lane. Yeah. Or vice versa if they're on the other side. you got to move over. Yeah. Uh, Lugia, Makes sense. You know, people were doing that a long time, but, but not everybody. Yeah, that's right. i tell you one thing, too. Um, I, I saw it was an officer maybe in Georgia, or it might have been in Alabama. I, it was not in Mississippi. It was a nearby state, anyway, that last week it was a female highway patrol officer who was struck and killed just on a traffic stop on the side of the highway, uh, a truck hit her. Um, and, you know, I noticed that. If you've ever been out on, like, say, you know, 55 here in Mississippi, you know, sometimes you'll come up on where they've got someone pulled over, and men, you know, they'll almost have two wheels still in the road yeah. in some places. And I'll tell you, it's really bad on the Natchez Trace. When a park ranger on the Natchez Trace pulls someone over, almost every time they literally will have the back end of their, you know, uh, patrol car in the road still. And I don't know why that is. And they go over to the passenger side, too. Yeah, and there's really, but there's, I guess, on the trace, there's really a lot of places nowhere for them to pull off the road. Yeah, it's such a steep crown that the road sits on. It's got very, very uh, deep shoulders. Yeah, so I'm always really sensitive to that. I'm someone that, like, if, if anybody's pulled over on the side of the road for anything, I mean, I hate to say it, but I don't ever stop. You know, it's not 30, 40 years ago where everybody stopped and it was, you know, relatively safe. I, I just don't ever stop. Um, but I always get over to avoid hitting someone. I always, If they're pulled off on the right side of the road changing a tire or whatever it is or it's a traffic stop, I always get over in the left lane to give them room because the last thing you want to do is you know, clip somebody and they're off the side of the road. Uh, so you got to be careful of that. And on the subject of kids growing up fast, Louvier text in and said that he says, my daughter was eight last week. Now she's 25 and lives in Denver. Enjoy and cherish every moment. You know, and it's one of those things, Louvier, where my wife and I, we've taken a million pictures. I mean, that's almost not exaggerating. A million pictures with our phones, a bunch of videos that we've saved, and we have them on a private YouTube channel so that we can have them and have them stored. They're not made public just when she was a baby and stuff. And It's the most documented generation in history. It definitely is, and I don't understand why it shouldn't be. It's just that I even still feel like sometimes I didn't do enough. <laughs> I didn't have quite have enough of those, you know. So, that, but I'm sure there's a there's a balancing act there. Um, but anyway, okay. I appreciate all the texts, questions, comments, opinions. Otherwise, keep them coming. You can tweet me at Radio Wyatt. I'll get to those uh, when and if and uh, possible. And, of course, the Divinity Equipment phone open to you. Let me uh, remind you, I did this in the first hour. If you're just tuning in, I want to make sure you know this. Next week is the Kubota Field event at Divinity in Madison and in Jackson. Okay, so next Thursday, the 11th, and next Friday, the 12th. On Thursday, the Divinity Field event, I'm sorry, the Kubota Field event at Divinity in Madison. And then on Friday, Divinity and Jackson. They're going to have live in-store demos on the equipment, a chance to get into the seat and ride one before you buy it. Special event discounts. you got to go in to get the discount code. 
And while you're in there, they're going to have giveaways in the store, hourly door prizes, and lunch. And I'm going to try to make it both days. I know Thursday I'll be there. And uh, if everything goes according to plan, I'm going to hook up and we'll just do the radio show right there at Divinity in Madison next Thursday. So come check it out. I'll see you there. Let me give you a uh, baseball preview real quick. Most everybody listen to this. If you're in the state of Mississippi, a sports fan, you like baseball, you like college baseball, you uh, know who's playing where. Let me give you an update, though, across the Southeastern Conference. Shall I do it? Yes. All right. Here you go. Um, There were games that were supposed to take place yesterday, both in Tuscaloosa and in Auburn. But because of all that rain and all the storms coming through here, they did not take place. It was a just a monsoon. It was where I live, and it was in Alabama yesterday, too, all day. So those were postponed, and that means today those series are playing doubleheaders. All right, so you got a doubleheader in Tuscaloosa, South Carolina at Alabama, game one, two, thirty, game two today at 7. Also in Auburn. This was supposed to be a nationally televised baseball game last night, Thursday night game on ESPNU. Arkansas visiting Auburn. It's 14th-ranked Arkansas at 15th-ranked Auburn. But it got postponed, so they got a doubleheader today in Auburn. 3 o'clock first pitch between Arkansas and Auburn. And then 7 o'clock scheduled for game two. Now, elsewhere around the league, it's all Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so game ones for Mississippi State at Tennessee, that is 5.30 p.m. Central, 6.30 Eastern, State at Tennessee, first game. Fifth-ranked Vandy is at fourth-ranked Georgia in Athens, game one tonight, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Kentucky at Missouri this weekend. Ninth-ranked Texas A&M is at 13th-ranked LSU. That ought to be a really interesting, good series there. And they're going to have a late game. First pitch tonight is at 7 p.m. Central, I believe, for Texas A&M and LSU. Not sure about television, uh, but it could be. And then, uh, of course, 18th-ranked Ole Miss hosting 21st-ranked Florida. First pitch tonight, Swayze Field, is at 6.30. That'll all get going tonight. Now, one other, uh, uh, well, a couple of other baseball notes for you. You've noticed that we're all paying attention to Jake Mangum's chase for breaking the all-time SEC hit record. I gave you those numbers yesterday, how far away he is. Uh, He needs 19 to tie, 20 to break the SEC all-time hits record in a career by Eddie Furness. Jake is comfortably out in front of Duplantis at LSU, so they may may both break Furness's record, but I don't think Duplantis will catch Jake if – you know, if they both stay healthy and keep on playing. But there's, um, in the meantime, Mangum is two hits from tying and three from breaking the all-time hits record at Mississippi State. So that could happen tonight. Okay? That could happen in tonight's game. And if not tonight, you would think most likely it certainly happens this weekend at some point that Jake Mangum will pass Jeffrey Ray and become the all-time hits leader at Mississippi State. There's another record, though, that I came across, and I tweeted this earlier uh, this morning 
in the wee hours. And so, again, go look at uh, my Twitter feed. It's at Radio Wyatt if you want to look at it. With numbers, I have to be looking at it. I can't consume numbers by hearing it. And I understand some of you may be the same way, so I'll do the best I can here to explain it. But another record that Mangum um, could very well break this year would be for the most hits in a single season at Mississippi State. Now, currently the record is back in 2013. Adam Frazier had 107 hits that season for Mississippi State. Adam Frazier is now the starting second baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right, so in 2013, Frazier had 107 hits. That's the record for the most in a single season at State. Last year, as a junior, Mangum had 101 that's the fourth most ever in a single season. Behind Tommy Raffo, who had 102 hits back in 89. And Brian Weiss, who had 103 back in 98. Of course, Frazier, the record holder, 107 in 2013. Why am, I, why am I telling you this? Okay, here's what you need to know. Without throwing in any other major numbers at you, right now, going into tonight's game, Jake Mangum is on pace He's on a pace that would put him at 106 hits this season going into the SEC tournament. Like I told you, the record for a single season in hits at State is 107 by Frazier. Jake, his pace has him one behind that at the end of the regular season. Remember, Frazier got 107 hits in 2013, and that was the team that was – two wins away from a national championship. You know, regional, won it. Super regional at Virginia, won it. College World Series, played all the way to the finals, and it was State versus UCLA in a three-game series. So so that year in 2013, Frazier played one game shy of the absolute maximum number of games that he could have played. In a year, they were one game shy. Instead of playing two in the finals, they uh, three in the finals. They played two. So, so all that to say, Jake Mangum's pace this year is way ahead of the curve in terms of breaking that record. Also, now all that said, they've played twenty five games. No, thirty. They've played thirty games this year. They have twenty five left here in the regular season, and he's about to see a lot better pitching the rest of the way in the regular season than he saw in the first half. The last 25 games would be much better pitching than he saw collectively in the first 30. But still, the trend is the trend, and we'll see what happens. Uh, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone, John in Jackson. What's up, John? Hey, uh, I just want to make a comment about the, the, the students leaving the football games. But uh, Mangum, I've never really seen anybody like him. Nope. And uh, let's, don't jinx, let's don't jinx him. And then, uh, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my comment and hang up and listen. But I'll give a little bit of context. When I was in school in the late '70s, early '80s, you know, the left field lounge was really just a dusty spot behind the fence where we all kind of hung out and no adults were out there. Right, that's sure. why we liked it. <laughs> and uh, and at baseball games, they kind of leave the 
the young people alone. Mm. And, and as far as the football field, you know, this is a problem across the country, not not just at State or Ole Miss, but a trend. And I wonder, I wanted to get your take on, look, this is sort of a, colleges are now a semi-resort. I mean, a lot of people are moving up there to retire. You've got massive entertainment, sports-wise. And it would seem to me that at the football games, it would pay the schools to take more of the attitude. It used to be, let's see how many, let's see if we can throw 15 of them in jail mm. out of the football stadium, because that's 15 grand of the city, to let's make a space where if they overindulge a little bit, let's get a little coffee, make sure everybody's safe, have a nurse, have things they like to eat in there and just cater to that crowd they're humans and humans will be attracted to things that they like and keep an eye on safety if safety truly is the school and community's goal instead of just uh hauling down to the hoose cow i'll I'll hang up and listen okay john i appreciate that thought i'm gonna think on it here for the next couple of minutes when we come back i'll jump into the response there appreciate your phone call on the divini phone Thanks for listening, and um, we'll be back in the Farm Bureau studio. Maybe we ought to change the name of this show to AAT. Stands for And Another Thing. Here comes a train, by the way. You hear that? Back on the show. I'm Matt. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. At Farm Bureau, your local Farm Bureau agent, your local county office is going to have one or two or three or five or six agents to cover the area that are all folks that are local, just right there. That's who you deal with. That's who you talk to. That's who you work through. That's whose cell phone you call if something pops up when you have a need. And sometimes it's not fun, and the last thing you want to do is have to you know, wait until air quote business hours, call an 800 number and sit on hold. It's the last thing you want. You don't have to deal with that with Farm Bureau. Okay, quick here, update. You may have forgotten. The bracket challenge over at thezone1059.com. Well, here's your update. I'm in 40th place. <laughs> Oddly enough, no prizes for 40th place. No prizes. I'm kind of like Harry Carey and the Cracker Jacks. No price for you. I, open, <laughs> I opened it up and 
found there was no prize. That's the most asinine. (laughs) Asinine marketing. He pulled out the asinine and threw it on him. (laughs) I'm in 40th place. I got a lot of points the first two rounds of the tournament, and since then I've almost gotten none. I don't think I have a single solitary Final Four team alive. I hate doing brackets. I hate it. I do it every year. I hate it. Brad R. is in first place. So I'm going to click on his bracket here and see what he has. He has, um, wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Who do you have here? Advancing. Did he get all these right? Is his final four completely intact? This yeah, guy. Perfect. We no, got a perfect bracket on there? No, no, man, no. Man, no. we may be giving away a million dollars. By the way, the, no raise, man. Uh, I get no no raise. <laughs> no man. raise this year. No raise. Dad gummit. If Brad, if Brad pulls it off. <laughs> no raises. Uh, we're all pulling against you now, Brad. You hear that? We hope you lose. No, if I'm looking at this right, he he picked correctly three of the four Final Four teams. The only one he did not get is he had Kentucky beating North Carolina. He had Kentucky beating North Carolina going into the Final Four. Is that right? I can't read this stupid bracket. All I know is that his national champion is Virginia, and they are still alive. And he actually had Virginia playing Michigan State. And so that could still happen. That's what I do know. you got to get one of those bigger monitors. Yeah, I can't read it. He didn't have Auburn, so he didn't have that right. I think he had – I think I got this wrong here. He had North Carolina go into the Final Four. Yep, he had North Carolina go into the Final Four. His Final Four was North Carolina, Virginia, Texas Tech, Michigan State. How close is that? The only thing he didn't get was Auburn. So he's this guy's his bracket's great. That's Brad R. He's in first place. You're gonna round up some stuff in the prize vault for our yeah. first place winner. Yeah. And um Brad S is in second place in the bracket. He had in his final four Michigan State Gonzaga. North Carolina, and Virginia. So he's still got a chance also. There's an update for you. Brad has two in there? Yeah, he's got two, and the other Brad has three. He sure does. Okay, I want to go back now to John and Jackson who called in. I went back and listened to what he said so I could kind of get it. The music came in. John, if you're listening and it cuts you off, if I get skewed on this and what your point was, feel free to call me back and let me know. But you know, it sounded like John was just mentioning, you know, you have an atmosphere, baseball, college baseball, college football in particular. He started with baseball, then went to football. That, especially young people, students, there's a lot of drinking going on. And he called it, it's kind of like a semi-resort. You think about these colleges, and he said the towns and the, everything, it's kind of like semi-resort status because people retire and move there. You know, people live there. There's all this entertainment constantly there is that element, but at the same time kind of mixing it with education. It's funny how all that has worked. 
in that in the old days they would you know at the football stadium you get about 15 or so that are a little more inebriated than others they'd haul them out of there send them to jail and that now they need to cater more to that crowd maybe there's a way to do it and he even mentioned you know a, a space where you would have you know maybe some coffee and some food you know look at safety but cater to them a little bit well yeah i don't know um and this is a conversation that you know i probably lean one way as opposed to a lot of other people leading leaning another way and i can't all i can never in the conversation of what they should and shouldn't do for people at games i can't ever get away from the whole personal responsibility angle and I know that, obviously, in pro sports venues, they sell alcohol, they sell beer. You know, in all the college sports venues, you have it in there. You know, in the premium seating areas, everybody has alcohol um, in one shape, form, or fashion. Where they, you know, But they're, they're not selling beer at every college facility. They've begun to do that the last few years. There are some schools, who was it, Texas Tech maybe? Or Oklahoma State or something like that. You know, LSU is going to have some places where they do that, where they sell beer in the college venues. Uh, but it's still not going to be like a, a a deal where the entire Southeastern Conference is going to revamp their rule. and Because then you have state laws you'd have to get through and all this. So I'm getting deep in the weeds here. Uh, what I took from what he was saying is that it shouldn't be a, you know, from the outset, like a, a conscious intention of, you know, once again, monetizing yeah, uh, this bad behavior. Yeah. You know, okay, so we, we make a situation where it's available it's permissible, and then, wow, mm-hmm. young people, you know, don't know how to handle their, you know, drinking, yeah. and so, it, but but with the if you start out with the intention, yeah, we're gonna make about fifteen thousand dollars every weekend, right? That's not, you know, helping the kids any. That's not. I don't. I well, think that's where he was going with. I understand what you're saying. Somebody's being annoying yeah. or whatever. You know, get them out of there. But, yeah. I mean, you have to throw them in the, you know, in the, the clink. Yeah, throw them in jail. <laughs> yeah, you know, go through I, all that. And and he may be talking from experience or know someone who's gone through that. Um, yeah, I don't I know. He was arguing for a uh, a safe space. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Effectively, and that's a touchy term, yeah. you know. It's a safe space, but he's talking about you know instead of sending them to jail, you just remove them maybe from where they are and handle uh, it at the school. Handle it at the school and not send them to jail. Maybe some disciplinary action there. Maybe put them in a program. Yeah. I just don't, you know, the thing about it is from the standpoint of the school, like legally, the the framework and the structure that you operate under, I don't know how you get that done. Uh, you know, I don't know. Are the campus police just an extension of, Star- of Starkville PD? Is well, that see, that's is? a good question. You do have campus police, but man, they are, they are not, that's not a very big department at all. I mean, it's just a... You know, compared to, like, the city police department, it's just bare bones in terms of personnel and stuff. Um, and, the, and the worst argument I ever heard about things like that was I, I heard somebody arguing that they should sell beer in the stadiums simply because it's more dangerous for the kids to down all their liquor before they go in. And I'm like, somewhere in here, we got to get back to we're all making personal choices. You make yours and I make mine. Based on the laws we do have, make your choice. 
Make a good one. Stick around. into the station, man. Train, train. Choo-choo, all aboard. One of my favorite Christmas movies is The Polar Express. I like that movie. Something tells me your daughter likes it first. Yeah, she likes it. It's not her favorite, but she likes it. You have to watch Frozen a lot? Um, We did there for about four years. Um, <laughs> just yeah, four years? Just four years, yeah. You know hey, all the songs? I know them all. And, Roger, you know, back before Christmas, when uh, we as a family went to New York for a few days, we saw, I think I told you this, we saw there on Broadway Frozen being huh. performed on Broadway. And, man, it was phenomenal. You know, first time for me to ever see anything on Broadway, you know, just the talent of those people, just everything you could possibly think of from – you know, the, they're, they're speaking and they're acting and they're singing and they're dancing. It's just through the roof. Yeah. And you think, okay, well, it makes sense when you step back and think about it. Because anybody in that genre, in anywhere in the world, where are they trying to make it to? The, they're trying to make it to Broadway. So the best are you there. You can make it there. You can make it anywhere. Bingo, Mr. Sinatra. Thank you. So we got a six foot six former D1 quarterback. Waltzing down the streets of New York, humming show tunes. Yes, that's right. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> yes, I know them all. But I'm going to tell you what, now, they were fantastic. It was so good. I'd go back in a heartbeat. They were so good. I love the singing. Their singing voices is what just knocks you off. The, yeah. You just can't believe how, how talented those people are. And, hey, you said it. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's a you know famous line from a... Sinatra song, New York, New York. Speaking of, I bet you recognize this. How? It, what? What TV show, Roger? Was this used as the theme song of? What TV show is this? Uh, you know, don't you? Yeah. Love and marriage. Bingo. Something. something. What was love the, you know, and I, marriage, love and marriage. But what it was, was called the, like the title was married dot 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 with children. That's right. And Al Bundy in it. That's it. And, and Peg, the redhead. Uh-huh. Yes, that's exactly right. So uh, Al Bundy was played by Ed O'Neill, and Peg, the redhead, was played by. Uh, Katie Seagal. You remember the daughter was Christina Applegate, who later became Veronica Corningstone in Anchorman. <laughs> uh, same actress, Christina Applegate. Yeah, that's it. Married dot 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 with children. First aired on this day, April the fifth, nineteen eighty-seven. How about that? And then Bud and then, was the kid. That's it, Bud. And he yeah. Bud was a real dud, but he was funny. Uh, Ten years later, 1997, this day, April 5th, the 100th episode of... In the eyes 
of a ranger. Oh gosh. Somewhere <laughs> another the truth. Beaver is right. at attention. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Hey, I'm gonna let it play. Walker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it play just because. Because <laughs> that's where the Rangers gonna be. <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger, man. Oh, Ben's, man. Ben's got a shirt that he wears. It's got like nine different faces chuck norris on and it says the emotions of chuck norris and they're all the same they're all the same chuck he's scowling at somebody well he's had so much face work done he can't show emotion anymore it is physically impossible for him to frown or smile or he's anything he's, for he's that. had that work done huh yes and let me just go ahead and say this women i've never seen one that looked better after than before the air quotes here the work but let me just tell you this <laughs> The Botox. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The Botox stuff. I thought but, it was that little thing he's got, the little workout machine he advertises. The one he looks so young. <laughs> Chuck Norris sang the song, the theme song, to his own TV show. And, like, he couldn't hurt a fly. Walker, Texas Ranger, 100th episode, this day, 1997. Had a little fun with that. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone, Madison and Jackson. My man Jason's all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up? Man, y'all got me cracking up here. <laughs> what would Chuck Norris do? Hey, let me just tell you something. Uh, Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He waits. <laughs> I want to see him and Steven Seagal in a duel. <laughs> in a duel. Hey, Jason, here's the thing. Think about that line in the song. When you wonder what's behind you, just remember... That's where the Joe Biden. That's where the, <laughs> that's where Joe's gonna be. Because that's well, where, I don't have any hair, so I don't think I have to worry about that. Hey, listen, the Texas what what's the why is it supposedly a cool thing if the Texas Ranger is always behind you? Like what's the, what's what's big and bad and cool about that? <laughs> you know? Oh man, what a no lyric. Idea. Were you a big fan of uh, Walker Texas Ranger, Jason? Uh, I watched for about 12 minutes. I think they all started being the same episode pretty much. <laughs> kind of like Chuck Norris's facial expressions. They're all the same. <laughs> oh. I, I called in to make fun of your uh, first annual parallel parking rodeo thing there. But yeah. You mentioned uh, Polar Express. There's a place out here where they took an old decommissioned train and they turned it into a ride for kids. The mimics that that movie yeah i you the thing on twitter okay i'm gonna Kinda look cool. at it I took my son so you took your son he enjoy it yeah he did he went crazy for it yeah jason um up until a couple of years ago every year and they still do this in other parts but every year up in batesville mississippi right there at you know you got a train track and a, a stop it comes right through batesville you could go and pay and buy a ticket for your kids to ride the Polar Express at Christmas time. We took my daughter several times. It's really neat. Like, it's at night, and you get on this train. It's an old-fashioned passenger train. Like, it's not made for tall people. I'll tell you that from experience. But it was just really, and they'd have it decorated, and all the servers that would come through, and they'd do the hot chocolate thing and give you, 
you know, cookies and hot chocolate and everything. They were all dressed as, you know, the, like the people in the movie Polar Express. And then the elves came yeah. through. And then Santa got on the Polar Express train right there in Batesville. And we all get to meet Santa and have our pictures taken with him. And they do a Polar Express over in uh, Alabama. They still do that. It, it's it, it's it was a neat thing. Yeah, it's a good. They don't do it in Batesville anymore. I don't know what the reason is, but uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. I know my daughter really loved it. Yeah, it sounds about like the thing you do here. And they made you all wear. Right, have a good weekend. All right, you too. They had you wear pajamas. Thanks, Jason and Flagstaff. Appreciate you listening. They the kids would all wear their pajamas, kind of like you know the kids in the Polar Express movie. So the kids all had their pajamas. And here's the thing about it. There's a whole bunch of parents that also wore their pajamas. <laughs> to the to the one in baseball that I went to. They're like you're at the Walmart. Yeah. With the fuzzy slippers and everything. Yeah. And I, I you know, without any bad intentions whatsoever, like, first of all, I don't own pajamas. Uh... But if I did, I'm just, I think in that scenario, the wearing of the pajamas would be for the kids, not for the parents. Yeah. Uh, Roger, I thought your Joe Biden comment was hilarious. I don't get too up in arms about any of the stuff. I, I laugh at a lot of Trump jokes. If it's funny, it's funny. I just don't care. Uh, the whole politics thing. But but I'm going to give you an example of the way people think in today's world. This is really you're, It was hilarious because, you know, Biden is what? I haven't even really kept up with it other than overhearing some conversations, but there's some kind of deal where he hugs somebody he wasn't supposed to hug or something like that. Well, it started out with a politician, I think out in Arizona, and he was squeezing her shoulders and smelling yeah. her hair and all that kind yeah. of thing. And then, then everybody started coming forward, the yeah. Me Too thing. Uh-huh, yeah. Squeeze shoulders and smell her hair. I mean, who among us? Well, uh, and so he <laughs> said, you know, when you wonder who's behind you, and you said, I was going to say the Texas Rangers on the song. <laughs> and you said, Joe Biden, it was great. Great comedic timing. And Green Okra has texted the show and said, after the Biden comment, I will no longer listen to your station. Oh, man. Oh, come on, Green Okra. It was just a joke. It was a Walker, Texas Ranger joke. Listen to the lyric of the song for Pete's sake. Come on. In the eyes of a ranger. The unsuspecting stranger had better know. <laughs> hey, when you think about it, Roger, Joe Biden right. kind of looks like Chuck Norris. Think about it. A little bit. Yeah, they're both 80 years old. Joe Biden's going to be. Hey, don't back off. <laughs> don't back up of it. <laughs> Roger, I swear, we have got to put together a parody of that right there. And let's put oh. let's sing it. And let's put the words instead of Walker Texas Ranger, we'll put the words Joe Biden and then we'll photoshop his face onto the video. <laughs> you bring your bring your camera to the Divinity event. We'll do it. <laughs> Get it go viral. <laughs> yeah, it'll go viral, all right. <laughs> That's great. Turned into I like a, Joe Biden, by the way, just for the record. I don't even know him. I've never even met him. a heck of a neck rub. <laughs>